What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Intermission Podcast, Week 13 edition. I'm your host, Alex. I'm joined by my other host, Sam, Mike, and Thomas, a.k.a. the Journalism Dream Team. What's up, everybody? Great week of football. Thought Week 12 was never going to end, but uh, we're here at Week 13. Yeah, yeah who already. football. Speaking of uh, Week 12, before we get into our Week 13 picks, let's just quick recap that Steelers and Ravens game. A very low-scoring game, 19-14. to 14, Steelers took it. Some may call it an ugly win, and Mike Tomlin as well was very uh, vocal about the team's win, despite that even though they won, he wasn't very confident with the team's win. What are your just quick thought on that game? Um, you know what? It wasn't a great win overall. I mean, yes, it was a low-scoring game, and you know, like you said, uh, Sam, Mike uh, Tomlin was very adamant on the poor play uh, that they of the players at all. And after some careful consideration, yeah, they didn't put in their best effort. You know, obviously, I watched that game being a Steelers fan, and it wasn't wasn't their best effort. But I mean, they pulled it off. But I do want to comment on something. Uh, I was going to save this for my pick uh, with Washington, but I really want to talk about this. People keep on saying that the Steelers are the worst undefeated team uh, currently in NFL history. And I am here to say, no, I'm sorry. Uh, That might sound biased, obviously, since I am a Steelers fan. But no, they are not. I want to give an interesting um, thing, a stat, I guess you could call it, um, in terms of wins and everything like that uh, this season. Uh, The Steelers are tied i'm just pulling it up here as i'm speaking what it basically said was the steelers have four wins against under are are against teams over 500 this season so do the bills so like they're not the worst undefeated team okay the bills have the same amount the the chiefs i'm pretty sure they had four as well so like how are you going to say they're the most they're the worst undefeated team when they've had the same amount of wins against teams over 500 than the Chiefs, who have just one loss, just one under, if that makes sense. Yeah, so I don't know. I have a lot more to say about that, but I just want to hear what you guys have to say and everything like that. So, All right, you said they're not the worst undefeated team. I'm not too sure about that. They've had a pretty easy schedule so far. Giants, Broncos, washed-up Texans team. Eagles, Browns, the Titans was like really the first good game they honestly had. Ravens was a good game. Cowboys, Bengals without Burrow, Jaguars, and then depleted Ravens team. The offense, it can, it's hot and cold. Sometimes it's inconsistent, and you saw that against the Ravens. Drop passes everywhere, and the defense is still good. It's a really good defense. I, I don't know if it's the best defense in the league it's definitely top three it's a really good defense but yeah I don't like they're just I think they're a bit overhyped they're still undefeated you can't ignore that like any team that's undefeated is obviously a really good team the NFL but I don't know that effort I saw against the Ravens was just ugly and it was near the end there I, I don't know it what do you guys think I just want to quickly say something also just to add on and defend my Steelers um I understand everybody's saying the whole thing about they've had an easy ride. They've had an easy schedule. It's not their fault that they were given this schedule, number one. This is just the, the schedule they were given and they're performing. Number two, 
do people expect them to lose these games? What like, you know? So let's just say then all the easy games or the close games that they've had, they lose these games. Oh, the Steelers are trash. The Steelers are this that. It's a never-ending cycle in terms of just like, like oh they're overrated, they're underrated, this that. So all I'm trying to say here is, the Steelers aren't trying to go undefeated, sixteen and zero. They're just they're just trying to play football. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. That's all they're trying to do. Anyways, I'm very hyped about this. Well, there goes trying to keep Mike under a minute per segment. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched that game. It's the first Steelers game I think I've watched the entire year in its enter- entirety. But I was surprised at how bad they looked. I mean, the Ravens' defense looked pretty good. But they were running through that Steelers defense. And then until they got Chase Claypool hot, it was Ben Roethlisberger throwing checkdowns the whole time. I don't see how that team beats the Chiefs if they match up against the Chiefs. Um, they probably have a good chance of potentially going 16-0, and just looking at their schedule, unless they play like they did against the Ravens. Um, I think the Chiefs are a better team. And even the commentators watching are like, how is this team going to beat the Chiefs? And I have to agree, watching all those, like, third and three check down, drop passes, stuff like that. Obviously, they were missing James Conner in the backfield, and they're missing a couple other players. I think Devin Bush was out. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see towards the end of the season because, obviously, they're going to make the playoffs. And there's a – I'd say there's a 50% chance they get that bye. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens. As for the Ravens, you know, Trace McSorley had a couple snaps. RG3 was looking like prime RG3 until he hurt his groin. Unfortunate for him. But, um, yeah, the, the Ravens are slipping in the wild card race for sure. Yeah, it was an interesting game for sure. I don't think it was the Steelers' best effort. And I don't think with if they play like that against the Chiefs, which I mean, they, may, they might not do that, obviously. But um, they're not going to win. And the Ravens' defense held up their strong. There was multiple times during that. It was actually probably the first half where it was pretty much the defenses of each team were just just running the game. It was just constant third down stops for the Ravens and the Steelers were getting nowhere. They had 12 points in the first half. They had one touchdown in the second half, which really was the difference um, in this game. So it just was not a strong performance. And as much as you want to say James Connors, you still had Juju, you still had Chase, you still had Ben, you still had a decent defense. There's no reason why you don't go out there and destroy the Ravens, even though they're depleted. Like they're a depleted team. You should put 25, 30 points on them if you're if you're, if you're supposedly that good of an 11-0 team. And as well, that Chiefs team is much better in the high-potent offense. Like, they're just going to – like, I think that's the biggest Chiefs advantage is that they have that high-potent offense where they can score quickly, they can, move the, they can move the ball downfield quickly, and they can score a lot of points, and their defense is pretty decent enough to uh, help them defend that. So that's all i got to say about that. I will say, though, that the Chiefs are 100% a better team than the Steelers, 100%. I will also add, though, that keep in mind, this game kept on getting postponed. So it went from uh, Thanksgiving to Sunday, then to Tuesday, then to Wednesday. So, you know, that limits the amount of preparation and practice. You might be like, okay, well, that means that they have longer time. Well, not necessarily because they had to cancel practice and everything like that and just all this stuff with COVID and everything like that. So that also comes into effect. Uh, but I will also, third thing I'd like to add is the offense of the Steelers is not their strong suit. They are ranked in the later or the latter 16 out of the 32 teams in the NFL. So it's their defense that has really 
been the strong suit. Now they just lost Bod, uh, Bod, Bud Dupree, sorry, uh, which is going to be a huge, a huge piece going forward. And it's going to be a big impact uh, in terms of, you know, how this team performs in the future. And uh, yeah, it's going to be tough for them. Um, one more picks. thing. There's, there's a new thing going on starting this week. When we give our pick, we're also going to look at the point spreads. The um, by we're going to look at FanDuel because I would do FanDuel or DraftKings. We're going to look at FanDuel spreads, so everyone's going to um, say if they'd cover the spread or not. Well, let's get into our first game of the week between the Saints and the Falcons. Um, who are you guys taking in this week's uh, matchup? Yeah, uh, I'm taking the Saints in this one. I think it's uh, pretty obvious uh, for this one now. I mean. Yeah, it's a divisional game, and yeah, the Falcons absolutely destroyed Oakland uh, last week, but I'm still taking the Saints. They're a powerhouse team, arguably the best team in the NFC right now. Uh, I know they have Taysom Hill at starting quarterback, but uh, that doesn't really mean anything to me. They can run the ball with him, and he's just a, a versatile weapon. I'm going with them. I think uh, it'll be an interesting divisional game. Uh, I'm taking the Saints in this one. Uh, I don't know exactly how the point spread works for FanDuel, um, but I will do that afterwards, after y'all make your picks. Uh, let me explain how it works. So if the Saints are a minus 2.5 favorite, that means they have to win by at least 2.5 points more. Am I correct? So that means even if the Falcons lose and it's a two-point loss, you get the bet. That means you win the bet meaning the Saints would have to win by a field goal at least for you to bet on the Saints and get that money. So basically we're picking in terms of like what the score is. Would you bet minus 2.5 on the Saints, meaning they have to win by at least three, or would you say that the Falcons can cover that spread even if they lose? Um, I'm going to say the Saints are go- – I'm going to bet that the Saints uh, will get that. Um, I'm going to also add a score in just a projection. Uh, I'm going to say 27, 27, 14. Yeah, this is, I think this is a trap game for the Saints right now. Falcons, they're coming off a huge win against the Raiders. I don't think anybody really expected that. I didn't expect that. The Falcons are so hot and cold throughout the year. It's really, it's really weird because when you see them beat the Raiders, you're like, oh, why can't this team always do this? Like, they have the weapons. They might not have the defense, but they at least have the weapons. Why can't they perform consistently? And they're playing against the Saints. Last time Matt Ryan played against the Saints, I think he got sacked, like, six times or eight times. It was something like that. He got sacked a crazy amount of times. Matt Ryan is getting sacked. Last year he got sacked career-high 48 times. He's on pace to get sacked, like, 45 times this year. So he's facing a lot of relentless pressure. But – what kind of concerns me about the Saints is still no Drew Brees. Taysom Hill, he only threw for 78 passing yards. Denver kind of switched up their coverages. They, um, they made him more uncomfortable in the pocket. In that game, there was only a combined 90 passing yards, which is hilarious in that Broncos-Saints game. But I don't know. I bet on the Falcons last time, I think two weeks ago, to beat the Saints, and they ended up getting destroyed. And the Saints defense is does kind of scare me. But I feel like the Falcons will be better prepared this game. I feel like it'll be super close. And honestly, if the Falcons can carry in, they're winning ways from the Raiders. They have a little bit of confidence. I, I'm taking the Falcons. And I 
I think they're going to win by three, so they'll, they'll cover the spread. So, um, obviously, the Saints just came off of a win against a Broncos team that was using a former college football slot receiver and former backup quarterback. Um, obviously, huge respect to uh, Hilton for just Hinton. I think it's Hinton for um, playing in those unforeseen circumstances. The uh, three quarterbacks on the Broncos were told they couldn't play because they were in exposed to COVID-19, even though I don't think any of them tested positive. NFL couldn't move the game, basically gave the Saints a free win. Last time the Saints matched up against the Falcons, I said the Saints were going to win. Uh, the Falcons were going to win. I also said the Falcons, the Saints weren't going to beat the Falcons twice. The thing is, even though I want the Falcons to win, even though I think the Falcons have a really good chance to win after absolutely steamrolling a team that was in the hunt in the Las Vegas Raiders, I don't want to bet against the Saints just because I'm trying to like twist the mind maker's um, opinion. But I'm going to take the Falcons in this one. So I do think if I was putting money on the line, I would say that the Falcons can cover the spread. Um, it's, it's, it's very risky. This isn't the game I would bet on personally if we were doing it just straight off of the fan book. I'm not betting on this game, but I do think the Falcons can pull it out. I get the Saints winning this one, and I think it's going to be close, and I think it's going to be the Saints are going to cover the spread because I think with Taysom Hill at quarterback and not Drew Brees, it's going to be like the last time these teams – two teams played it was like 23 to 9 so it was like a big score for the Saints and everyone's like okay Taysom Hill you know it was like his first game in and stuff but then of course the Falcons are just off a big win scoring 40 points so it's gonna be tough I think I think the Saints will take this one in a close game like 27 24 they're gonna cover the spread um yeah moving on over to our next game the Browns and the Titans and the Titans open as the five and a half point favorites so negative 5.5 um are you guys taking in this week's game and will they cover the spread uh, this is arguably the game of the week, uh, two eight and three teams going against one another. Um, I'm taking the Tennessee Titans in this one. It's a home game. Also, I think the Cleveland Browns are pretenders, uh, and I feel or I, I strongly believe that whoever they face in the playoffs in the first round, they are going to lose. Um, I, I don't see them doing anything. They have the worst point differential for a team to uh, start eight and three or better through the first 11 games of a season in NFL history. Um, I, I just, I don't have any faith in the Browns. I will give them the respect though. I mean, they are eight and three. That's the f best record that they've had and who knows how long. Uh, but I think that um, Derrick Henry is going to steamroll over them. Uh, he has the most uh, rushing yards per game this season in the NFL and I'm not sure what the spread is. Alex, could you tell me what the spread is for this game? Titans are a five-and-a-half-point favorite, meaning um, they have to win by six. Yeah, I don't think uh, they're going to win by six. Um, I think they'll still win, but I don't think they'll win by six. Um, even though I said that Eric Henry's going to steamroll over them, I think that the Browns will be able to keep it close via – mistakes from silly mistakes from the titans but yeah still taking titans yeah this is a match between two of the league's top rushing teams the browns rush the ball 50 percent of the time titans rush the ball 70 or 30 47 percent of the time so honestly the browns they they really do concern me because every game 
is close and it's like except when they lose really but like they really keep every game close if they score a lot of points chances are the other team scoring a lot of points if they don't score a lot of points either they're gonna lose or it's gonna be a really close game and right now Tennessee is coming off a big win against arguably one of the best defenses but Derek Henry's had the Colts numbers over the past over the past two seasons he's the only person to actually rush for more than 100 yards against that team in the past two seasons. He's done it three out of his four last matchups. So he's obviously Derrick Henry is a monster. And he always feasts later in the year when teams are tired. So I think Derrick Henry is going to feast. Like having Nick Chubb back for the Browns is a big, you know, boost. And Baker Mayfield didn't have a bad game other than that horrible mispass he had during that last week's game. Because that was wide open right in the middle of the end zone boom missed it but I feel like Baker will have a better game his numbers are kind of depleted because he played back to back to back weeks with just bad weather conditions but I think this will be a close one I don't think it'll cover spread I think it's gonna be a three-point game I'm gonna take the Titans in a three-point win you know the Titan uh excuse me the Browns were two two Jaguar failed two-point conversions away from losing that game Jaguars with whoever the heck was their quarterback. I forgot who it was. Um, the, Mike Glennon, right? The Mike Glennon was playing quarterback. Drove the length of the – was it Luton or Glennon? Glennon. It was Glennon. All right. So, Mike Glennon drove the length of the field at the end of the game, scored a touchdown. They went for two. They missed it. They had to go for two because the coach decided to go for two earlier in the game when they didn't have to. I don't trust this Browns team. It's a very weird-looking 8-3 and three team. Um, meanwhile, the Titans, their last five wins, they've scored at least six points. One game against the Ravens in overtime. One game against the Colts, who arguably is definitely better than the Broncos, in my opinion. I would take them covering the spread. The third and 10 with about a minute something left, Baker threw a screen pass. And if Nick Chubb didn't run 12 yards – Jaguars would have had the ball back and decent enough field position for them to go d- drive the field and get a field goal. They should have lost that game. I'm taking the Titans, and they're going to they're gonna cover the spread. Yeah, I would agree with you guys. I think the Titans are going to win this one. Derek Henry is going to have another big game. He had a big game. He had a big game against the Colts uh, last Sunday. The Browns, again, I think their record is not really truly who they are, like as an 8-3 team. Um, you know, I got a feel for Baker though, like, you know, tough weather conditions, not given in the best stats, but I still think that it's going to be a close game, but I do think that they will cover the spread. Uh, moving on over to our next game, the Lions and Bears, the Bears open up as three point favorites. Um, who are you guys taking in this week's game and will they cover the spread? This one is an interesting game because I feel like, I don't know which team is, is worse in this one because they're both pretty bad honestly the lions are four and seven the bears are five and six uh, i'm not sure if nick Foles is playing in this one uh he's questionable actually so that's not promising and we all know mitchell trubisky and his uh tendencies and everything like that um i'm going with i'm gonna go with the lions in this one i just feel like they're more um stable right now in terms of big injuries and everything like that just looking at the bears uh injury report right now i see too many people that are questionable um actually i'm gonna audible i'm gonna pick the bears ignore everything that i said um kenny galladay's out 
And Matthew Stafford is questionable. He'll probably play. But uh, I'm taking the Bears, actually. That was the quickest audible I've ever done in my life. Um, yeah, it's at home, which I think is another advantage. Um, and he has the uh, – Mitchell Trubisky actually has the most – uh, passing career touchdowns, uh, his most passing career touchdowns against the Lions. Obviously, that makes sense, a divisional game. But, uh, yeah, this one's a confusing one for me. Um, you said, Sam, sorry that I keep on doing this, but you said the Lions are favored by three? The Bears are favored by three. Sorry, yeah. So uh, I th- think that they'll be able to cover the spread. Uh, I'm going to go Bears. Yeah, um so the Lions finally got rid of, you know, defensive mastermind, Matt Patricia, with his amazing man schemes that never work because he doesn't have the talent on his team. Wow, who would have thought? But, um, yeah, I don't know how the Lions are going to do because they don't have a coach right now. I don't know what their schemes are going to look like. Are they an alternate playbook? Are they still going to run with the same schemes? Like, that's a huge part of it. Plus, Mitch Trubisky has had a good – like career so far against Detroit. He's passed for 1,600 yards, 14 touchdowns, only four interceptions, 106 quarterback rating and six career starts. So he's done pretty well against the Lions. And I don't know, the Bears defense, even though they got absolutely lit up by a piss off Aaron Rodgers, it's still a top 10 defense in the league, really. Like, so I'm taking the Bears in this one. Plus Mitch didn't even, Mitch played okay against the Packers, 260 yards, three TDs, two interceptions. So, and it's better than having Nick Foles there because Nick Foles has been horrible so far. He's so washed up. So I'm going to take the Bears. They will definitely cover the spread in this one. I think it's going to be like a seven, ten-point win. Yeah, so both teams suck. They're terrible. Um, If Matthew Stafford's out, whatever money you had on the lines, make sure you get it back because you're basically just giving it away to FanDuel or DraftKings. Um, yeah, obviously, Matt Patricia's gone. What a shame. The Lions still don't have anyone Matthew Stafford can throw the ball to, especially since Kenny Galladay is out, if Stafford even plays. He's a trooper. He'd probably play in this rivalry game. Um, I'm going to take the Bears, and I'm going to say they do cover the spread just because, like Thomas said, are they going to use the same playbooks? Is the interim coach going to make his own plays, which I don't think is going to happen? Um, without the weapons that Stafford needs, I don't think he can pull this one out. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you guys. I think the Bears are going to take this one for all the reasons that you guys listed, like without having a head coach or, you know, defense coordinator, any schemes like that, it's going to be tough with Kenny Dolliday being out. Um, yeah, they're going to, they're definitely going to cover the spread. It's going to be probably a seven point game and the Bears are going to win this. And maybe we'll see some positive things out of Mr. Trubisky if he is playing or depends on who's starting. Moving on over into our next game, the Bengals and the Dolphins. The Dolphins open as uh, 10.5 point favorites over the Bengals, which I think is a large, like one of the largest point spreads that we've seen. Who are you guys taking in this week's game, and will they cover the spread? I think of regardless if Ryan plays or Tua plays, because I know Tua is questionable. Whoever wins, I think that, or whoever plays, sorry, I think that the Dolphins are going to win. Um, the Bengals, I mean, they lost Joe Burrow. They, he was like I said last week, and I will repeat it again. He was their only hope of being a decent subpar team. Um, but now that he's gone, they're 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 just another trash team. 
So I'm taking the Dolphins. And just to throw in some interesting stats, uh, the Bengals are an 0-2 when allowing fewer than 20 points this season, which is the worst record in NFL right now, um, and this season at least. So that actually applies to the point spread, which I will say that Miami will not cover the point spread. I don't think that they'll win by 10. Um, I think that actually, hmm, never mind. I retract that statement. Another quick audible. I think the Dolphins will win by 10 in this one at least. Uh, so they'll be able to cover the spread then. Yeah, the Dolphins winning this. Burrowless Bungles. They're not going to win this, but one thing I want to talk about is how lucky the Dolphins are to have the best backup in the league, Fitzmagic. And interesting stat right here. So the Dolphins average 0.06 expected points added per play with Fitz on the field versus some minus 0.08. That's the equivalent to the difference between the 18th ranked offense and the 31st ranked offense in the NFL. So it's clear when Fitz is on the field, there's more offense being made. This makes me bring up the question. I know Tua's played against some decent teams. Like he played against the Rams. That's not an easy matchup. Cardinals are decent. Chargers have an all right secondary. They're not bad. So he's definitely had the tougher, you know, schedule. And Denver's not even that bad either. So he's definitely, like, played tougher opponents than Fitz. But I don't know if they, like, if they do make it into the playoffs, and I think they will because they have an amazing defense and they have an average offense. I don't know who they'll start. Like, are you going to start the rookie? Are you going to start the old-time veteran? Like, that's what it comes – that's, like, kind of what I'm taking out of this. I don't know who I would start. It's a really big decision for Flores. What do you think, Alex? You're a big Miami fan. Yeah, so luckily we have the Fitz magic there. The thing with Fitz is they – for a very long time in that Jets game, I didn't know if we were going to score another touchdown because we just couldn't drive the field. It didn't look that good for a while. Now, with that being said, back to your question, Thomas, whether you start Tua or you start Fitz, um, the coaching staff has come out and clearly said Tua's still our guy. I think if the Dolphins make the playoffs, you're going to see they're going to play one of the top seeds in the NFL. Right now it's the Titans if everything sits. I think you play Tua because you're not beating the Titans anyways with Fitzpatrick. So give him the playoff experience he needs because – you can pull him at half if you need to, if it's a close game and he's not playing well. But, um, yeah, unless Fitzpatrick plays the Chiefs and torches them, which isn't going to happen, I don't see Fitzpatrick being the starter unless Tua's injury is just really bad to keep him out multiple weeks. And then you don't want the guy jumping into a playoff game after having, what, one game against the Bills, who's probably going to beat them if Tua's playing his first game then. Um, Going to this matchup, Dolphins are going to win. Dolphin in five of their seven wins scored at least more than 10 points in the differential. Um, one of those wins that they didn't was against the Cardinals. At first, I was going to say that the Dolphins weren't going to cover the spread. But looking at how bad the Bengals are, especially without Joe Burrow, I think the Dolphins will cover the spread. I think they're going to win by two touchdowns. I think um, after last game, they didn't. They didn't come out hot against the Jets. They're gonna torch. They're gonna torch the Bengals like they did to the Rams in the first half. I just wanted to quickly add that Miami's allowed the second fewest points per game this season. Uh, so that's another reason why I think uh, this spread. I mean, they they played the Jets twice and gave up three points. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, but I mean, they've also played like they've. 
I mean, the Cardinals, the Rams. So, like, you know, they have a pretty good defense. You, you have to give credit where it's due, so. Yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins in this one. You know, the Bengals are bad, and even with without Joe, even with Joe Burrow, I don't think they would have been able to beat them, honestly. Um, the Dolphins would still win that game. But it's going to be tough to see if, like, I, like Alex has pointed as well, they've covered the spread um, multiple times and stuff. Or they, they've won over, like, the differential of 10 or more points, so it's going to be close. But I don't know. Like, I, I don't think they'll cover the spread. I think it's going to be just – they're going to be just under. It's going to be, like, a seven-point game. Still, you know, a good win, but I – don't think they're going to cover spread this game. Um, moving on over into our next game, we have the Jaguars and the Vikings. The Jaguars and the Vi- uh, the Vikings open as ten and a half point favorites going into this game. Who are you guys taking in this week's game? I'm taking the Vikings. Uh, even though Mike Glennon, I mean, he was facing the Browns last week, and again, I mean. Browns are a, a pretender, so I mean, the Vikings—they're just kind of. They're an ominous team. Um, and even though they're five and six, it's, it's hard to say which Vikings team is going to, you know, show up. It's going to be that, you know, complete, you know, Vikings team that can, you know, take over a game with Delvin Cook. Or if it's just going to be the crappy Vikings team, you know, that is just going to get absolutely demolished. So, I'm going to take the Vikings, though, in this one. Um, they're 5-1 and one all-time versus Jaguars, and they've won four straight. Uh, their only loss was back in 2001 uh, against them. And uh, Mike Glenn is also 6-17 and 17, sorry, as a starter. Um, his last win was in uh, 2017. So, like, I don't have that much confidence in the Jaguars. I think their losing streak will continue and I believe that the Vikings will cover the spread in this one um and I feel like they'll be able to get it rolling I feel like maybe it'll be just over 10 in this one maybe 13 or something like that yeah I'm taking the Vikings in this one like the Jags they have kept games really close over the past few weeks other than that Steelers game which is just an abolishment but they have kept games close. They kept it close against the Packers, kept it close against the Browns. They kept it close versus Texans. Like they've had some, they've had some definitely winnable games, I think. But they're not going to beat the Vikings. They're starting Mike Glennon, horrible defense, um, ranked like almost dead last in the league. And start Justin Jefferson if you have him in fantasy. If like if I forget how many receiving yards he needs, I think it's like eighty. Something like that. If he gets 80, then he'll become the fifth rookie to reach 1,000 receiving yards in the first 12 games of their career during the Super Bowl era. He's a stud. They're so lucky to have him. He's kind of, like, filled the hole that, you know, Diggs had when he left the team when they traded him. So, yeah, I'm definitely taking the Vikings. And they will cover the spread. All six Minnesota home games have gone over total this season. So, I'm going to say that streak continues. Uh, Just a fun tip. Not tip fact. Justin Jefferson was selected with the pick they got for Stephon Diggs. Um, Minnesota's going to win. They're not going to cover the spread. Jaguars have kept many games close. Eight and three Broncos are a better team than the Vikings. They kept it close. They kept it close against the Titans. They kept it close against the Packers. Kept it close against the Colts in week one. I don't think they're going to lose by 11 points. So um, I would bet my money on them covering the spread, even though they're going to lose this game. 
Yeah, I got the Vikings winning this one. And I think for all the reasons that you guys have said, keeping games close, it's going to be tough for the Vikings to score, like to, to cover the spread to score, to have a win more than 10 and a half points. Um, it's going to be tough. But I think the Vikings will win this one. They're not going to cover the spread. Um, yeah, the Jaguars are just really bad. You know, the Vikings, they, they got Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, got two studs at running back and wide receiver. So it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be a close game though, for sure. Moving on over into our next game, we got the Colts and the Texans. And the Indianapolis Colts are three-point favorites going into this game. Uh, who are you guys taking in this week's matchup, and will the uh, will they cover the spread? Uh, I'm taking I'm taking Indianapolis in this one. They're the more complete team, obviously, coming off a uh, an unfortunate game against the 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 Titans where they lost. Obviously, that had big implications, like on their division and everything like that. But I'm taking the Colts. I mean, they're just a better team. They have a, a great defense this season. Uh, obviously, they have uh, Phillip Rivers there. Um, but don't count out Houston in this one. Deshaun Watson has been, you know, amazing over the little while, little while stretch of games. Uh, he has actually zero interceptions in six straight games, which is the longest of his career. Um, I think though that is going to end in this game. Uh, but regardless, I think he'll play well. I think the Texans will give up a good fight. Um, and I'm going to say though, that the Colts will cover this spread. I feel like they will win by more than three, but I still think it'll be a one possession game, a touchdown, something like that. So, uh, maybe two field goals. Uh, but yeah, I'm taking the Colts in this one. Yeah, call me crazy. I'm taking the Texans in this one. And I know they're going up against one of the top defenses in the league. But I think the X factor in this game is going to be J.J. Watt versus a backup tackle. Anthony Costanzo is out. He's one of the top tackles in the league. He's one of the reasons why Phillip Rivers, the statue, has only been sacked 10 times this season. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of added pressure on Phillip Rivers this game. And you know Philip Rivers in pressure, he throws interceptions. And even though he is going up against Houston, which, you know, doesn't have a great defense, they have a little bit of pass rush, that's really about it. Like, I know that Fuller is out for Texans, which is a big loss. That's why I'm kind of torn between this game. I, 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 think, this, I think the Texans are going to win this, honestly. I feel like Deshaun Watson's going to put the team on his back, even though Fuller and nobody to throw to. He's still got his wheels. He's still got a good arm. Like, and if he can buy himself time for receivers to get himself open. But, yeah, I'm, I'm saying that it's going to be the Texans, and it's going to be a close one. I think it'll be a three-point game. I don't think it'll cover the spread. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a really close one. Texans win. It's um, The Texans were rolling, and unfortunate for them that Will Fuller's, Will Fuller's doctor gave him PEDs, which he didn't know were PEDs. So, um, yeah, Deshaun Watson's missing his number one receiver. And that means he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins or Will Fuller anymore for this season, at least. DeAndre's never come back to Texans. But, um, yeah, Colts are going to win this one. If Will Fuller was playing, then my judgment would have been 50-50. But, um, yeah, I just with, without Fuller, I don't see this Texans team beating a really good Colts team, especially with that defense they have. And the spread was um, three-point favor for the Colts, right? All right, so yeah, they're, uh, I think they cover it. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Alex. The Colts are going to win this one. You know, despite coming off a big loss to the Titans last week, uh, they're playing the Texans this week. Deshaun Watson has no one to throw to. He might have to throw to himself, honestly. Like, he might just have to, like, throw the ball downfield. He's going to just have to run down there to score touchdowns and stuff. But, uh, yeah, the Colts are going to win this one. They're still a really strong team, even though they're lost, uh, even though they're lost of the season, and they will cover the spread of three points. Moving on over to our next game. Uh, it's good old Jets versus the Raiders. The Raiders are eight and a half point favorites coming into this game. Um, who are you guys taking in this week's game? And will the Raiders cover the spread? Uh-huh. So obviously, as we know, the Raiders got absolutely demolished last week against the Falcons. Uh, it was a tough loss, two losses in a row. Uh, they lost against the Chiefs the prior week and they lost against the Falcons Obviously, I, I'm, I'm hoping everybody takes the Raiders in this one, um, but I'm taking the Raiders at least. I think they're going to come back with a, a vengeance in this one and try to get everything right and get back on track. Um, I really don't have anything to add on why the Raiders would beat the Jets because, I mean, it's the Jets. They're just the most laughable team in the NFL at this point. Um, but I do have some stuff to add in terms of the spread point. Um the Jets have scored 17 points or fewer in eight games this season, and they've also allowed 30-plus points in all six non-divisional games this season. So the trick for the Raiders is to just score over 17 points. So I think that they'll be able to do that. And well, obviously, the point spread was eight. So I think they'll be able to do that. I mean, they're averaging 26 points, I believe, if I'm correct, which I am correct. Uh, they're allowing about 26 points, or they're averaging 26 points per game. So I think they'll be able to get that and some more in this one against a terrible, porous Jets team. Yeah, the Jets are really everybody's favorite get-well matchup. Like, if you're struggling to play the Jets, you're going to win. It'll help you get back on track. Um, I'm surprised the spread is only nine or like, you know, under nine, I, like the Vegas is definitely going to cover this spread for sure. They're a way better team. I know they had that really disappointing loss and they've lost two straight in a row, which kind of jeopardized their playoff hopes a little bit, but they're definitely going to win this game. They'll still assert themselves in the playoff race. It's going to be a good playoff race, but interesting stat I found right here. Sam Darnold has no passing TDs in each of his last four starts, which is the longest active streak in the NFL. A fifth consecutive game without a touchdown would tie Geno Smith in 2013. So he would be Geno Smith bad if he doesn't score a touchdown this game. Which I don't know. Like 2013 Jets, like that's kind of the vibe you really get from this team. But yeah, definitely Las Vegas winning this game, definitely covering the spread. That's all I got to say. Um, this matchup couldn't have come at a better time for the Raiders. They got absolutely smacked in a must-win game. Slipped out of the wild card race, I believe. Dolphins won. Um, Ravens lost. Colts and Titans, they're battling. So one of that team is going to get the wild card spot. Um, obviously, I'm not going to tell you why the Jets are going to lose because they're going to lose. This is my lock-it-in official Bomber, cover the spread, pick of the week. Derek Carr is going to bounce back, and he's going to torch one of the worst teams possibly in NFL history. Put your money on the Raiders. Intermission fan book.
Yeah, the Raiders are going to win this one. When you look at the, the, the two games that they played against the Chiefs, uh, they put up some major points. And, you know, the Chiefs aren't obviously on the greatest defense, but I'm pretty sure they're better than the Jets. So I think, you know, the struggles from last week is just a bit of a, a gimmick or a bit of a, a gift, per se. I think they're going to they're gonna win this game, and they are going to cover the spread because it's the Jets. Like, how are you going to not score more than – win more than the touchdown um, against the New York Jets? And, um, yeah, like, they're 0-11. The Raiders are going to take this one. Next game of the week, we got the Giants and the Seahawks. Now, the Seahawks open as 11-point favorites, which I was a bit surprised by, even though how bad the Giants are. I was not suspecting 11-point favorites for the Seahawks to be open. What are, your, um, what are you guys thinking in this week's game? Yeah, I was surprised by that, too. Honestly, the I mean, yeah, the Giants are a bad team, but in six of their last seven games, the the games have been decided by three points or less. So they've kept it close with opponents. Um, but I'm still taking the Seahawks in this one. Uh, Russell does not have a giveaway in his last two games, in which obviously weeks uh, seven through 10 or weeks one through 10, sorry, he had 10 giveaways um, in total. But uh, Colt McCoy is actually starting this game. As we all know, Daniel Jones is out. He's doubtful. Um, definitely not playing in this one. Uh, they actually both in their career as starters have only seven wins. Uh, Daniel Jones, a little bit better. He doesn't have 21 losses opposed to Colt McCoy, who has 21 losses. Um, but I'm still taking the Seahawks. Uh, I think they'll be able to roll over the Giants, which will basically give uh, the Washington football team uh, the lead in this one, which I'm pretty sure they're still in the lead right now, actually. Surprisingly, who would have ever thought? Uh, but also, uh, DK has one receiving touchdown in each of his last six home games. So expect D uh, DK to get the ball and uh, score at least a touchdown, at least. And... Uh, to keep it rolling, everything like that. But I don't think that the spread, regardless of the fact that Colt is playing, I don't think that the spread will be covered in this one. I don't think the Seahawks will win by 11, um, but they'll still win nonetheless and uh, be able to pull this one off. Yeah, Colt McCoy was really you know, unimpressive when he came in against Cincinnati. He couldn't get anything going. He's not a good quarterback. I can't believe I'd rather say, but I'd rather want Daniel Jones in there for the Giants. He hasn't been doing that bad over the past few weeks. Unfortunately, he got injured. It is what it is. Um, Seahawks, they – I think Carlos Dunlap, didn't he get injured? Didn't he, Sam? I think he did. I don't know if he's playing. But, um, yeah, that'll be interesting for the Seahawks. They're going to win this game anyways. It's going to be, you know, James Bradbury versus DK. And, you know, DK – he does get a lot of attention from, you know, top DBs, top corners this season. He's pretty much had good results. He's going to torch Bradbury again, or he's going to torch Bradbury. He's going to torch another top corner in the league. And, yeah, Seahawks win this. I think they will cover the spread because their defense has kind of improved. If Carlos Dunlap doesn't play, I don't know if they'll cover the spread because maybe the Giants will be able to put up a bit of points. But I think generally they will cover the spread. Giants are a better team than the Eagles. Colt McCoy is the best quarterback that's played for Texas in the last decade. I don't know how that's possible. I really don't know how. Um, Seahawks are going to win this game. They're not going to cover the spread. Now, Carlos Dunlap's questionable, according to our uh, Seahawks beat writer. Um, yeah, so 
I don't think they're going to cover the spread. They didn't cover the spread last week against the Eagles due to a Carson Wentz Hail Mary and converted two-point conversion, which they had no reason to do except attempt to cover the spread. So, yeah, I think the Seahawks will win a close one. They've had a lot of close wins this year, a lot of close games. So uh, they're not covering the spread. That's a huge opener. Yeah, as much as I want to say the Seahawks are going to destroy the Giants, but the Giants are the better team than the Eagles, and you lost. You, you nearly lost to the Eagles. You only won by like six and a half, six points, what it was. Um, and as well, the Seahawks were only held to were held to two touchdowns and three field goals. So, and as well, in all the Seahawks games, they've been they've been fairly close, and they haven't really been over that eleven and a half. They haven't really had a big dominating win where they're winning by like you know two touchdowns or more or above their eleven and a half points. And they're not going to do against the Giants, even though they're at home. The Seahawks are going to win this one. It's going to be about maybe say a seven point win touchdown game. That's what I'm going to say. Our next game is probably considered to be game of the week. It's a divisional NFC West match between the Rams and the Cardinals. The the Rams are three point favorites going into this game on the road. Um, what are your thoughts or who you guys taking in this week's game and who's are the Rams going to cover the spread? I'm actually going to take the Cardinals in this one, which may be surprising considering that the Rams are 6-0 and versus the Cardinals in the Sean McVay era since 2017, obviously, when he became the head coach. But I'm going to take the Cardinals in this one. I think this is a different Cardinals team that we've seen in the past. Regardless of their record, I think that they're – uh, I called the Carolina Panthers earlier in the season the dark horse of the NFC, and that obviously proved to be wrong. But I think that the Cardinals are I'm the dark horse in, in, in the NFC. So uh, I think that they'll be able to pull that one – I'll pull this one off. Um, I don't know. The Rams are just not impressive to me. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they beat the Bucs. And they've had some other impressive wins. But, like, I don't know. They got absolutely demolished by the Dolphins. Not hating on the Dolphins here or anything like that. But they're a great team. But I'm just saying, you know, they've, they've had some, some pretty embarrassing losses and everything like that. So, I, I'm taking the Cardinals. I think that oh, – also, Kyler Murray has been pressured – uh, the lowest in the NFL uh, in terms of like dropbacks with about uh, 12, 13%. Um, so I just, I don't know. I, I this, like you said, Sam, this is arguably another game of the week, this one and the Browns and Titans, the two headliners. Um, but I don't know. I'm taking, I'm taking the Cardinals in this one and I think that they will not be able to cover the spread. The spread is three. I don't think it will be that close. It will still be a one-possession game, so close, but not. Did you just say you take the Cardinals? Yeah. Okay, so the Cardinals would cover the spread because they're a 2.5 underdog, right? Because, oh, see, I'm looking here, and it says the Rams are minus three. If if Rams are minus three, that means – that even if the Cardinals lost by two, they would still cover the spread. The Rams lost by two. No, okay, I don't think they're going to – it's going to be a three-point margin, though. Do you have the Cardinals winning? Yes. Even if the Cardinals lost by two, they cover the spread. <laughs> so if they win, they automatically cover the spread. Oh, okay, see, I don't, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not – this is – I'm not too familiar with, with this type of stuff. So. It's all good. It's all good. It's trying to clarify – 
Thank you. in, Sam. I'm, I'm excuse me. Mike thinks that the Cardinals are going to win, meaning they'll cover the spread. Thank you. I appreciate the assist on that one. Thank you. Anyways, Thomas. A little Lee. audible. Yeah, a little audible. You know, a lot of audibles in this one. Well, yeah, this is the first matchup for the Rams and Cardinals this year. A little bit late in the season. Last week, you know, the Cardinals did lose, but Kyler Murray was playing with kind of an injured right shoulder. And, you know, I think that kind of played a bit of a role. They still didn't play that impressive at all. But right now, Jared Goff gave up three turnovers or four turnovers against the 49ers. I'm pretty sure he had two interceptions and two fumbles. Jared Goff is not really it. I Like, the Rams management is probably, like, wondering why did we give him that extension, you know, at the end of last year. Like, Like, I don't know. I feel like the Cardinals are a better team, but the Rams, sometimes they just pop off for no reason, and they just, like, beat a team that you don't think they'll beat. Like, when they beat the Bucks, like, they've had some pretty good wins. Their defense is elite, one of the best defenses in the league, without a doubt. Offense is inconsistent. I don't know if the Rams offense is going to show up this game. Like, one minute, Goff is dotting Cup and um, his other receiver. <laughs> but one minute, Goff is looking good. Next minute, he's turning over the ball like an animal. I don't know. It's I, I feel I want to take the Cardinals, but I think I'm going to take the Rams. They won't cover spread. I'd like – I think it's going to – or I think they will. It's going to be a three-point win for the Rams. So I think it'll be close. I feel like the Rams are going to pull away with this one. I actually think that the Cardinals are going to come away with this one, meaning they will cover the spread, so lock that in. Kyler Murray's a lot better of a quarterback than Jared Goff. He also has uh, DeAndre Hopkins, while Jared Goff only targets Cooper Cup. And uh, if Dalton was on here, he would say it himself. He would pull up the stat where Cooper Cup's been thrown to more times, double the amount of time than any other receiver on the Rams. Um, Mike brought up a stat saying that Kyler Murray has the least amount of dropbacks, or um, basically he's the least amount of pressured quarterback in the league. Thomas did say he scrambles a lot. Aaron Donald is on the pass rush. Watch out. Cardinals still are going to take this. I'm taking the Rams in this one. I'm taking the Rams to win this. I think they will cover the spread for two reasons. You got Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey, when he faced off against DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf was running routes all day with no catches. And there's a reason why. is because Russell Wilson didn't want to throw his way because he knew if he threw his way, either he didn't trust DK or he knew that Jalen was going to pick him off or break it off, break, break the pass away. So with that in mind and as well with Aaron Donald in the line, um, it's really going to be how well Aaron Donald, Donald can get pressure to Kyla Murray, even though he's probably similar to Russell Wilson, like an escape artist and can get away really well and he can escape out of the pocket. So I think if they can, if he can, if they can contain Kyler Murray to the pocket and, you know, force him to pass and not be able to run out and, you know, just get some extra yards, they'll be able to win this game. Um, you know, the Rams have shown some good signs of life against some solid teams against the Bucks, against the Seahawks. They held the number one, one of the highest scoring offenses uh, in the league to 16 points. So, um, yeah, like the Rams are going to take this one and they will cover the spread. Moving on over into our next game, we got the Patriots and Chargers. The Chargers open as two-point favorites to this game. Who are you guys taking and are will the Chargers cover the spread? Thank God the Chargers are facing a crappy team like the Patriots. Sorry, Casey, but 
I don't care that they're five and six. They're still one of the crappiest teams in the NFL. Um, I'm taking the Chargers in this one. They're going to go four and eight. Um, Cam Newton, I don't know. He's not lived up to the standards this year that uh, so many people had set out for him. He has three games this season with zero pass touchdowns and two plus interceptions this season. Um, I think that they're not going to, that offense is not going to be able to, to do much against the Chargers. I mean, and if they do, I still think the Chargers are better equipped on offense to uh, stay ahead in this one. Uh, Justin Herbert is absolutely slinging it this year um, in his rookie year. So I'm taking them. Um, in terms of the spread, I don't think it'll be by two. I think the Chargers will be able to, um, if I'm right, hopefully I'm right, uh, Alex, correct me if I'm wrong, that the Chargers will not cover the spread because they are going to score more, if that's correct. I hope that's correct. Okay, yeah. so the Chargers are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. So as long as they score two points or more, they're going to – as long as they win by at least two points, they cover the spread. So then they will cover the spread. Thank you so much for that again. I appreciate that. Yeah, Patriots suck. Like, they could have easily lost the last three games they played. They played against, you know, the Ravens in horrible weather conditions. And then they played against the um, – then they played against the um, Texans. They lost that game. Then they, then they beat the Cardinals barely. I think part, partially that was due to Kyler's injured shoulder. And now they're playing the best three-win team in the NFL. Um, like, the Chargers are way better than their record shows. They played against the Bills decently. That game almost gave me a heart attack because that game, they, there was three turnovers for the Bills in seven plays. And somehow they only scored three points. But nevertheless, Chargers are taking this one. And they're definitely going to cover the spread. Like, this will probably be a touchdown win at least because the Chargers like to keep things close usually. So I think it's going to be probably a seven-point win, something like that. Yeah, Justin Herbert will easily outduel Cam Newton in this game, who's been horrible. This game we have a team whose record is um, not corresponding to how good of a team they are. And then we have a team that has a record, which also doesn't correspond to how bad of a team they are. Uh, the Patriots aren't it. They really can't throw the ball. Um They've gotten lucky a couple times. They should have lost to the Jets. Then they turned around, and I think they beat the Cardinals. It's, it's interesting. It's hard to bet on this team. I'm not going to slander them too much because there is a good chance they can pull away with this one. But I think that the, uh, the Chargers should win this game, and they're a one-and-a-half-point favorite. It's, it's a risky game to bet on. If it was on your parlay, I'd probably stay away from it. But I am going to take the – Chargers and obviously it's a one and a half point game. So unless someone gets, they're going to cover the spread. It's going to be easy. Yeah, the Chargers going to win this one. The Patriots, you know, they've really been an up and down team and they, their record doesn't show for it. I think really the, the big reason why they lost the game is because Isaiah Simmons, that ill advised late hit on Cam Newton, which really was questionable as well. Why that was a flag and that really just set them up, moved them up into field goal range and won them the game. So that was a big cost mistake in that game as well. Uh, Justin Herbert's been slinging it all year round, uh, rookie of the year. And uh, yeah, they, they, they definitely are going to cover the spread for sure. Moving on over to our next game, we got the Eagles and the Packers. Packers are seven and a half point favorites coming into this game over the Eagles. Who are you guys taking? 
And will the Packers cover the spread? If Dalton was here, I would completely slander the Eagles in his face. But unfortunately, he's not here. So I'm going to have to slander them behind his back for the meantime until he hears the podcast. But I'm taking the Packers in this one. They're going to absolutely roll over the Eagles. The Eagles were absolutely just terrible when they played the Seahawks. Uh, Carson Wentz faced one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Sorry, Sam, uh, in the Seahawks. And he did nothing. He did absolutely nothing. I mean, he scored some points in garbage time at the end of the game, but it just, it, it didn't, it didn't show anything. Actually, if anything, it showed that they should put Jalen Hurts in and and move on from Carson Wentz. But anyways, uh, Packers are 11 and two at home. Uh, Carson Wentz is zero and zero and three, sorry, in his career when facing the NFL's passer rating leader. Um, the Packers have allowed one sack or fewer in 10 of 11 games this season. The Eagles defense is not going to be able to do anything. Also important to note that Darius Slade, the Eagles, uh, number one cornerback is questionable in this one. Um, pretty sure he didn't, oh no, he did play, sorry, in the last one because DK absolutely ripped him on that long pass. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm taking the Packers. I do think that they'll win by more than seven and a half points. So they will cover the spread. Once again, praying that that's correct. Yeah, the Eagles are horrible. Wentz, you know, I said this last week, but he's leading the league in both turnover categories. He is um, Blake Bortles 2015 bad. He pretty much played exactly like 2015 Blake Bortles against the Seahawks arguably the worst defense in the NFL. And yeah, Aaron Rodgers, this is his revenge year because Jordan Love was drafted and they didn't draft him up with another weapon or a defensive player or anything like that. They drafted a quarterback. So it's his revenge year. He had a huge win against the Bears. And Aaron Rodgers, he is honestly the MVP for me this year. He's been so good and interesting stats. So he is only three touchdown passes away from 400 passing touchdowns in his career. And he will own the record if he can score three touchdowns for the fastest person to ever get 400 touchdowns, which would be in 193 games. The person who previously held the record was Drew Brees. But yeah, I got the Packers win this one. Definitely covered the spread. Like Packers usually don't keep it close with bad teams for the most part. So I got the Packers winning this one. Yep. Um, Aaron Rodgers was my preseason MVP winner. Obviously, it's not going to happen now. Also, have them going to the Super Bowl. I think there's a good chance they could. He's going to absolutely destroy this Eagles team. They're going to cover the spread, double the spread. They're going to they're going to do it. There's not much else to say. Carson Wentz. There was a stat Thomas saw last week where I don't even know what it was. It was 23% of like he was terrible. I don't even know what the stat was. If Thomas knows, he can say it. But, um, yeah, they're going to defeat this Eagles team. Yeah, the stat was when he dropped back without pressure, he had, like, a 47 QB rating, something like that. So the, uh, the Packers are going to win this one, but I don't think they're going to cover the spread for two reasons. The Eagles, honestly, had a good defensive game last week. They're, like, the, the reason why the Eagles are crap this year or bad is because of their offense, is because of Carson Wentz. Like, they held, Seah- they held the Seahawks to two touchdowns and three field goals, which is pretty so, like, 23 points for one of the highest potent offenses in the league. Obviously, they've been struggling the past few weeks as well, the Seahawks, but regardless, you know, you held down 
um, Russell Wilson. You didn't really stop DK, but, you know, you, you shut down Russell a little bit, didn't have a really big game. So I think they will be able to keep close as well against some bad opponents as well, like the Jaguars. They only won by four. Uh, it was a close game there. So I don't think they're going to be able to cover the spread. I think it's going to be a touchdown game or maybe a field goal game. Um, it could be uh, – I could be totally wrong, and Aaron Rodgers could totally just torch this Eagles defense, but I still think the Packers – the Packers are going to win this one, and they're not going to cover the spread, though. That's for sure. All right, moving on over to Sunday night football. Uh, we got the Chiefs and the Broncos, a divisional matchup. The Chiefs are 13-and-a-half point favorites coming into this game, and I don't know what the quarterback situation is for the Broncos, if they have any quarterbacks or they still have a wide receiver at quarterback. Um, who are you guys taking, and will the Chiefs cover the spread? I'm here to tell you, breaking news, that the Broncos have a quarterback this week. Thank God. Um, Drew Locke will be playing in this one. And I think, you know, I still think the Chiefs are going to win. Let me say that before I say this next thing. I think the Broncos are going to – are mad. Obviously, they're mad. But I think they're going to – they're going to show some of that aggression on the field. The divisional game – I'm saying this one's going to be a little chippy and this one's going to be a little, uh, little angry. So exactly. Alex right now doing the, doing the little line rar thing. So uh, yeah, I think that um, I think this one will be closer than what the point spread says, but I still think that the chiefs are going to be able to pull this one off. I mean, the Broncos have 25 giveaways in 11 games this season, which is the most in NFL in the NFL. Sorry. Uh, meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes has 25 uh, giveaways in his whole 42 career start. So uh, hats off to, to Patty on that one. Um, and yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. They're at home. Going to win this one. Uh, I will say, though, that they won't cover the spread. I don't think that they're going to win by 13 or 13 and a half. I think the Broncos will be able to keep this one close and show some of that aggression and be like, yeah, uh, Mr. Goodell, you pissed us off. So we're going to put up some points and show why you should have postponed the game like you did for the Ravens and Steelers. But yeah. Well, yeah, the Chiefs are going to go for their 11th win in a row against the Broncos. And over the past three games, they've outscored the Broncos 96 to 25, which is absolutely crazy. And obviously the Broncos, Drew Locke hasn't really like developed the way that they would hope this year. Injuries don't really help the Broncos. They don't have, they don't, I don't think Vaughn Miller's playing. I'm pretty, and they have so many other injuries throughout the team and they're not going to be able to stop Mahomes. She's going to keep on going down the field. Mahomes is, and the Chiefs, their offense is like a level above any defense in the NFL. And, like, what are the Broncos going to do to stop that? Like, what are they going to do to stop Tyreek Kelsey? Nothing. It's going to definitely cover the spread. I'm taking the Chiefs by 21 in this. So, I'm not going to take the Chiefs by 21 in this. Chiefs are going to win. But anytime someone opens a 13-and-a-half-point favorite or two touchdowns in such a tight and competitive league, yeah, the Chiefs are the best team in the league. Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl again, in my opinion. But 14, I think the Broncos could probably keep them under that. I mean, they have a quarterback who can get the job done enough to cover the spread. So I'm going to say that the Chiefs don't cover the spread. 
I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to win this one, but they're not going to cover the spread. They're going to be just under. It's going to be a 10-point game. Uh, they're still going to win in a dominant fashion, as they usually do. Um, but I just don't think that it's going to be over 13.5 points. Patrick Holmes is one of the best quarterbacks. He's probably one of my MVPs up there with uh, Aaron Rodgers, as much as I want to say Russell Wilson. But he's really digressed, and it's only it's now a two-headed race between Mahomes and uh, Rodgers. But the Chiefs really high-potent offense. They're the best team in the NFL. Um, yeah, and the Chiefs are going to win this one. Moving on over into our first of two Monday Night Football games, the Steelers and the Washington early 5 o'clock game. The Steelers open as seven-point favorites going into this game. Who are you guys taking, and will the Steelers cover this? Steelers are winning this one. Um, that's probably biased on my part, how quick I responded on that. But, yeah, um, I think, though, that this is going to be a tough one uh, not because they're facing Washington, just because of the fact that, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, they lost Bud Dupree this past week uh, with an ACL injury. Um, it was honestly, as soon as I saw that, my heart sank. I was like, poor guy. And uh, like, you know, prayers to him. And I hope the Steelers sign him next season. But I'm taking the Steelers simply based on the fact that, I mean, they're playing Washington now. I won't excuse the fact that Washington has been playing better uh, over the last few weeks of football. Um, they have been, I mean, they dominated against Dallas. And I mean, yeah, it's Dallas. So, like, uh, I guess you might be like, okay, like, whatever. But still, I don't know. I think that Washington is arguably the best team in that division at the moment. Uh, but you never know in the NFC least. Uh, but, yeah, I'm taking the Steelers. Um, I don't know if they'll cover the spread, though. Sorry, I'm just checking the spread right now. Um, actually, yeah, I think they will cover the spread. I think they'll win by more than seven. Um, and I don't think that the Steelers' wide receivers will drop as many passes as they did in, in, in this game, as they did last week, or this week, sorry, because uh, the game was literally two days ago. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I'm taking the Steelers to win this one. And, uh, oh, also fun fact, Ben Roethlisberger and against Alex Smith is four and one in his career um, with a pretty good passer rating and eight touchdowns and four interceptions. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say how poetic it would be if the Steelers pretty much lost their undefeated season to a team without a name. That would be hilarious. I don't think it'll happen. But Washington does have a really good sneaky defense this year. They're really good against the run. They're really good against the pass. Alex Smith, he's been decent. You know, he's had, like, you know, I think one good game. And he is averaging a, pretty much the lowest um, pass per attempt air yards out of every passer, in the, out of the 33 passers in the league. Um, he's only averaging 4.91. So, you know, he's playing, like, short which you know is a normal game but I don't that will not cut it against the Steelers at all this kind of reminds me of the Ravens game you're kind of going against a team with a good defense but their offense is depleted and I think it'll be close it definitely won't cover the spread I think it's gonna be a three-point game I would take the Steelers 17 to 14 in a close one welcome to Alex's upset of the week where the team I said three weeks ago that was going to take the Steelers and make them 11 and one is going to make them 11 and one. So obviously there's a couple injuries on the Steelers side. They just came off of a short week. They played that Wednesday game 
and they didn't look good at all. The Ravens should have won that game. If you didn't see that game, the, the, the Ravens had the ball in like the two, and then a Steelers player was kind of just sitting on the ball for 30 seconds. The ref should have blew it by then. So they definitely got screwed on that one. Um, you know, they're definitely not going to cover the spread, in my opinion. It's going to be a close game. And I think that a team without a name is going to defeat an undefeated team because that is just how we're going to end off 2020. Um, as much as I want to, you know, say the Washington football team with no name is going to beat the Steelers, but it's not going to happen. The Steelers, you know, they're going to bounce back this week. You know, I think Mike Tomlin is really just going to yell at his players and be like, listen, okay, you played like crap. You need to step up because we're playing a much worse team. And if we lose to them, it's just going to look really bad. So it's, it's, it's a trap game for sure. Like the Steelers got to be on their A game. Like the Washington could come out that front seven is scary. Chase Young is a dominant force and he could easily, you know, he's probably going to get, he's probably going to sack Ben Roethlisberger a few times. And that, you know, one of those times could be for a fumble. So we're going to have to see what happens. Um, I think it's going to be, I, I don't think they're going to cover the spread. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a, you know, three point game or just about seven point game, but I don't think that they're going to cover the spread. Moving on over into our second Monday night football game. We've got the Bills and the 49ers. The uh, 49ers, the one and a half point favorites actually coming in this game, which is a surprise by considering the Bills record. And for some reason, even though the 49ers at home, uh, even though the, yeah, the 49ers are at home, they still are the favorites. So who are you guys taking and will the uh, 49ers cover the spread? Um, so before I say my next stat, this is my upset game of the week. I'm so sorry, Thomas, by the way. I could already see your face. Um, I'll tell you why exactly they're favored. It's because uh, the Bills are 1-8 and eight on Monday Night Football since 2000. The only team they uh, won against is the Jets, obviously, in 2014. So I think that right there is the reason why. I mean, I don't know why any other way the 49ers, I almost said the Ravens, sorry. I don't know any other way that the 49ers would be favored over the Bills. But yeah, I'm taking the 49ers in this one. Uh, this is their first home game. Um, yeah, because I'm pretty sure the past couple weeks, they have not been able to play uh, in their stadium, their home games because of uh, COVID-related reasons. But I think they'll be able to pull this one off. Um, I hope I'm not wrong. Well, they're, yeah, they're playing in Arizona, sorry. But uh, it's their home game, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I'm taking them in this one. I don't think they'll – or, sorry, I do think they'll be able to cover the spread because, obviously, I think they'll score more than – or they'll beat them by more than one point. Um, but, yeah, I just think that – I think that the Bills – they're a great team. Don't get me wrong. And, and they've done quite a bit this year. I mean, Stephon Diggs and that defense, you know, they're scary, but I think the 49ers uh, will be able to upset them and just shock the football world. I mean, it's football. You don't, you never know what could happen and what teams could win and all that type of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I'm taking them in a, in a, in a good matchup. Yeah. If you're taking the 49ers with no Jimmy over the bills, because of a stat about Monday night football where the Bills haven't even been good for until like two years ago. I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is a trap game. This is 150% a trap game. I'm terrified right now. Because that game against the Chargers, the three turn they were in control of that game, three turnovers in seven minutes. Thank God the defense bailed us out. Like, they only allowed three points in those three possessions, which is crazy because Herbert is a good quarterback. So it shows you the strides that the defense has made throughout the season. 
And they're definitely, I think the, I don't know how the Bills are not favored for this one, but yeah, definitely Bills are going to win this one. Hopefully. I am kind of terrified though. Shenhan is a really good coach and he's probably going to have a really good game plan like he always does. So I'm obviously pretty terrified, but I don't know how they're going to be able to contain Josh Allen since he is a mobile quarterback. He's got an arm and so many injuries. I just don't see him winning, even though they still do have a decent defense this year with all the injuries they've had. I'm taking the Bills in this one. And plus, I don't see – I don't even – who's the 49ers quarterback? Is it Mike Nick Glennon Mullen. or some – Nick Mullins. Who is it? Sure. Nick, Nick Mullins. Mullins. Yeah, Nick, Nick Mullins is not going to carry this team to a win against the Bills defense that's been pretty good over the past four or five weeks. See, so yeah, I got the Bills in this one. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills lost this game. The Niners just came off of a very close win against the superior Rams team. I'm still not high on that Rams team. Bills are going to win this game. Um, I wouldn't say they're coming in at a favorite because of a stat since 2000. I think they're coming in as favorites because they just came off of a big win against a team that we had number four in the power rankings. A lot of people had number three in the power rankings. That's why they're entering as a favorite, and it's because the Bills have to hold on against the, ja- uh, the the Chargers, who on paper aren't a better team than the Rams. Um, this is probably going to be the closest game of the week. The Bills are an underdog, so if they win, they, they, cover the, they, they cover the spread. So, yeah, the Bills will cover the spread, but this is another game where you got to be really careful if you're betting because this is a game that can swing either way, and, like, to be honest – the Bills, the Bills could easily fumble the bag. Yeah, the Bills are going to win this one. They're going to they're gonna cover the spread. Like, it's close because, you know, Kyle Shannon's going to have a good plan. Robert Sala is going to have a good defensive plan, you know, against the Rams. Again, you know, put up a good, decent performance against the Rams. Um, but I, I still think the Bills, despite that stat being 1-8, you know, you can look at stats and take them with, assault, with a grain of salt. But I still think that the Bills are going to win this one despite the stat, stat of them being 1-8 and eight on Monday Night Football. Um, yeah, the Bills are going to win this one, and they will cover the spread. Moving on over into our last game, it's a Tuesday night game. Obviously, with everything's being moved and stuff, so another Tuesday night game, the Ravens and the Cowboys. The Ravens are coming in as seven seven and a half point favorites. Uh, who are you guys taking, and will the Ravens cover the spread? I'm not 100% sure if Lamar's playing. Um, I'm going to guess and say he is. I haven't seen anything, but I mean, it'd be more than 14 days. He is playing. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking uh, the, the Ravens in this one. I mean, they haven't been obviously uh, up to par the, the past uh, couple of weeks of football. And I think that this will be a, a get it right game for them. Uh, they're six and five. And I mean, last week was. A, a must win for them in a way, or this week, sorry. Um, but if anything, this week, just the pressure is even more on like this. This is a must win for them if they want to make the playoffs or have any consideration of making the playoffs. Um, so, and obviously in a way, this is sadly a must game win for Dallas too, if they want to make the playoffs because I mean, NFC least. So, but obviously nobody's cares or is looking at that, but anyways, um, I'm taking the Ravens, like I said. Uh, the Cowboys have allowed 32.6 points per game this season, uh, so which is the most in team history. 
Um, and I think that with Lamar being back, obviously you throw in last year's MVP and it's a whole different ball game than if RG3 or uh, McSorley's in there. So I think that they will cover the spread. I think they will score more than uh, seven and a half points. Uh, but um, this one is an interesting one because if the Ravens lose, then I say that they're basically out of the race because the AFC is uh, competitive this year in terms of playoffs with uh, teams and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, Ravens in this one. Yeah, definitely. Lamar Jackson, pretty sure he's playing, as Mike said. But, yeah, you're playing against the Cowboys. Andy Dalton, Mike's favorite quarterback. I don't know. He probably won't be able to do anything against this Ravens defense, which is one of the best in the league. I wouldn't be surprised if Dalton actually didn't play that bad. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like, he wasn't doing that bad against the Washington football team until that fourth quarter. But I'm definitely taking the Ravens in this one. But if they lose this, like Mike said, kiss your playoff dreams goodbye. It's donezo. You're not making the playoffs. Yeah, so Lamar has been hasn't been confirmed that he's playing, but he's been eligible to be activated for Sunday's game. And unless they want to play Trace McSorley, they're going to play Lamar Jackson. Um, they probably should have won that game against the Steelers. They're facing a bottom five team in the NFL who still has a chance to make the playoffs somehow. And, um, yeah, they're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, I think. <sighs> they like playing it close. You know what? The Ravens have had a lot of close games, but they're playing the Cowboys, so they probably should cover the spread. Seven and a half is a little risky because that's more than a touchdown. Um, I'm going to take them, lock it in. I'm going to take the Ravens to win this game. Um, it's going to be close to see if they can. I, I think they will. No, they're, they're definitely going to cover the spread. Um, I know their like, offense isn't really the greatest, you know, scoring a lot of points, but I think they'll be able to feed off their defense. And if their defense is able to create turnovers to allow them to score points, then I think that they'll definitely be able to cover the spread. So I got the uh, Ravens winning this one. And uh, before we wrap up, kind of just look at the uh, playoff picture here. So going forward, if you guys want to just kind of do our predictions, who you guys think we're going to be win the AFC and who's going to win the NFC? So I'm not sure who has the tiebreaker when it comes to the Steelers and Chiefs. Uh, I will say right off the bat that I don't think the Steelers are going 15-0. and I think that – or 16-0. and Oh, my God. Sorry. Uh, but I think that their loss – I think they'll actually either finish the season with either one or two losses uh, coming against either the Colts or the Browns in the last week, uh, which I'm suspecting. And I know what you're already thinking, Thomas, that they're facing their bills, but trust me, I can't, that's the game I'm looking forward to right now. I can't wait for them to play the bills and I think they will beat the bills. But anyways, um, I was going to say, that in the last game that they're probably going to pull all their starters and play a bunch of backups. So uh, I'm going to say that the Steelers are still going to secure the first round uh, by for the playoffs. I think they'll be able to uh, just get that um, and over the chiefs, but uh, yeah, I think that'll be that for that one. And then for the NFC, it's kind of close because I mean, you have the saints and you have the Packers, which are arguably the top two teams in the NFC. And the Seahawks are right there with them. But 
I'm not 100% sure if that defense would be able to hold up uh, for the rest of the season. So to be honest, I'm taking the, the Saints to win this one. I think they'll be able to hold on just until Drew Brees can come back. Uh, I mean, they're doing a pretty good job with Taysom Hill right now in terms of winning and just, you know, staying, staying at a pretty good record in the meantime. So I'm taking those two teams to have the first, uh, the first round by. But I will say, don't count out a team from the NFC East to get that first round by. Don't, like, like Washington or the Giants, they might be able to come out of nowhere and, you know, just, just get that by and, and surprise everybody. 2020 has been whack, so who knows? Yeah, for the AFC, I actually think – I think I wouldn't be surprised if there was a tie. So, you know, the, the Steelers do have a couple tough games coming up. Like for the rest of the season, they play the Bills, they play the Colts, they play the um, what's the last team? They play the yep. Bengals and then the Browns. Yeah, so they play they play the Browns. I don't think they'd lose that. They could lose against the Colts. They could lose against the Bills. And right now, the Chiefs only have one loss. But guess who they play? I forget which week. It's the Saints. And the Saints, chances are they'll probably have Drew Brees back by then. I wouldn't be surprised. If the, if the Saints manage to come up with a win for that one. So I don't – what happens if there's a 14-2 tie for each team and they haven't played each other? What does it come down to? It comes down to the tiebreaker, but I just wanted to say with your Saints and Chiefs thing, they play week 14. So – I mean, sorry, week 15. So, yeah. So I don't know who I'm going to take for the AFC. I'm leaning towards the Chiefs, but – I definitely wouldn't be surprised if the undefeated Steelers managed to take it. And then for um, – I'm, I'm kind of leaning more towards the Steelers, actually, now that I think about it. I think the Steelers take it. For the NFC, my hot take, I'm taking the Packers, and here's why. I think that the Saints are going to lose at least one more game with Taysom Hill. And then Packers also have a really easy schedule for the rest of the year. They, um, they don't play really any good teams. They play – they play the Eagles – Lions, Panthers, Titans is a good game, but I think they'll win that, and then the Bears. And the thing is, the Packers have the tiebreaker against the Saints. The Saints, they beat the Saints 37-30 to in week three. So if it comes down to having tied records, Packers have that tiebreaker. Plus, I think the Packers have a bit of an easier schedule right now, and Taysom Hill leading the Saints. I don't know, he, looks, he looked sketchy last week, and now that, now that teams have seen him play, they kind of have, like, you know, a defensive scheme for him. So, yeah, I think the Packers are going to take the NFC. So, I was looking for the NFC, comparing the schedules for the Saints and for the Packers. I have the Packers finishing 12-4. and four. I think they could lose to Tennessee. Um, they're a better team than Tennessee, but, like, for the benefit of the doubt, I'm going to give them that loss. But I think the Saints are also going to finish 12-4 and because I have them losing this week, and then I have them losing to the Chiefs. Now, that Chiefs game is going to make or break if they win the division, in my opinion, because it's going to be extremely close getting down the stretch. Packers do have the tiebreaker, so I think the Packers will – they have the easier road. They could really go 13-3 and this year. They could win the next five games if they really wanted to. Um, I, I see one loss in them, 
and I see two losses in the Saints. Going to the AFC. Now, the Chiefs have a harder schedule. The Steelers, the Steelers have gotten a couple big wins against teams that are possibly better than them or equal to them. I'm not saying the Ravens are better than them, but the Titans are a pretty decent football team who I think could be comparable to the Steelers. And they took them out, which was much needed for them if they want to get that first round by. Now, if we look at the Chiefs schedule, coming up, they have they have Denver, Miami, the Saints, the Falcons, the Chargers. The Saints are better than all the, the Chiefs are better than all those teams, but that's a schedule where you could lose one, maybe two games. Like the Dolphins are in the hunt. The Saints are the best team in the NFC right now. The Falcons surprise everyone. I don't think I don't think Justin I don't think Justin hurt. Yeah, I did I did compare the Titans to the Steelers. The Titans are eight and three, and I think in a playoff matchup, they would smoke the Steelers. So I think the Steelers have a better shot at finishing first. So the Steelers are going to finish first. They're not the better team. They're not the best team in the AFC. They're not. I don't think the second best team in the AFC either. But in terms of strength of schedule, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Are we doing wild cards too? We, yeah, we can if you want to. Yeah, we can right. do that. So. Um, so looking at the wild card race, right now – there's three teams getting in this year because only one team gets a bye. Look at the NFC. We have the Rams, the Bucks, the Cardinals. Rams at seven and four. Bucks at seven and five. Cardinals at six and five. And then on the bubble, it's the Vikings, the Bears, the Niners. The only team that I think possible to jump is the Niners. But I think it's going to stay the same. I think it's going to be Cardinals, Bucks, and Rams that are going to get those playoff spots. Looking at the AFC. Right now, we have the 8-3 and three Bill, um, Browns. The Browns are not going to overtake the Chiefs. Or not the Chiefs. They're not going to overtake the Steelers. So they're going to lock up that wild card spot. Dolphins, 7-4. Colts, 7-4. On the bubble, we got the Raiders. We got the Ravens. And then we got the Pats. Raiders and Ravens are 6-5. and five, The Pats are 5-6. and six, The Broncos are 4-7. and seven, And then, then she falls. Um... I think the Colts are a good football team. I think the Dolphins are a pretty good football team. The Browns are probably the worst wild card team out of that bunch, but they're going to probably finish with an even record and we'll get the fifth or sixth spot in the wild card race. Um, be careful. The Dolphins, Bills, if one game for the Bills slips up and the Dolphins can surprise someone, it could be a week 17 match before we see the division. But looking at it right now, I think that in both divisions, I think that's who's going to make the playoffs. The Raiders possibly can make a push if the Browns fold a little bit. But other than that, I don't see anyone jumping in. I think the Ravens are toast too. Yeah, just going to first give my predictions for AFC and NFC, and then we'll kind of go into the wild card. For the AFC, it's going to be close between the Steelers and Chiefs. Um, I think the Steelers will win the AFC, but I think down the line, the Chiefs are going to go to the Super Bowl because they're the better team. Um, in the NFC, it's really close. As much as, as much as I'm not going to be like biased, and I don't want to seem biased, but I think with the Seahawks having the easiest remaining schedule on the calendar, you know, playing, you know, they play the Giants, they play the Washington football team, they play the Jets, they play the Rams, and they play the 49ers, you know, a very easy schedule going down the line. They could sneak up and, you know, get to a second seed or a first seed if the Saints and Packers slip up, considering the Packers do play the Titans as well near the end of the year. But 
to be truthfully honest, I think the Packers are going to come out of the NFC, and I think they're going to be going to the Super Bowl. My probably my Super Bowl prediction would be Chiefs and Packers. Um, for the wild card, I think it's going to be staying in the uh, sticking in the NFC. I think it's going to be pretty similar with the Rams, Buccaneers, and Cardinals. I don't know the exact order of which they'll be. I would say probably the Rams would be the fifth seed, and then I want to say actually the Cardinals will be. The Cardinals are going to move to the sixth seed, and the Buccaneers will fall to be that final seventh seed for the NFC for the wild card. Um, for the AFC, I don't see much unchanged, really. Uh, maybe the Dolphins slip to a seven seed, but it's going to be close as well. If the Bills slip up, they could be taking the division week 17 and have it be the fourth seed. But I do think the Browns will lock up that fifth seed, and the Colts are going to definitely lock up that sixth or seventh seed, per se. I do want to say, to your point of the Seahawks possibly sneaking up there, that if Seattle does manage to climb up and grab that number one seed, that should solidify Russell Wilson as the MVP for this season. My hot take. Because if he's able to manage to overpass or surpass the Packers and the Saints, now the Saints might be a little bit more easier to surpass just because they don't have Drew Brees or whatever. But I think... And I strongly believe that if he is able to do that, then he deserves the MVP for the season. And he goes right back to number one. Uh, in terms of wild cards, though, uh, just to add mine, uh, I would say in terms of the AFC, yeah, I don't think much is going to change. Um, I will say, though, that the Browns and the Titans, depending on who loses this one, will go to four losses. So um, that means then the Raiders and the Ravens are just one game behind. Um, I don't think the Ravens are going to be able to get a playoff spot this year. But the only team I say to look out for is the Raiders, who could possibly sneak into the uh, last wildcard spot. That would be my only prediction for that. Then for the NFC, it is pretty tight. Uh, the Rams, the Bucks, and the Cardinals. Um, I I don't see the Bucks not making the playoffs. Um, I could possibly actually. I just realized. Yeah, the Rams are, the, are playing the Cardinals this week. So uh, whoever loses that game, and if the Vikings or Bears or even 49ers, because they're all five and six, win, then they're six and six. So they're just underneath um, the Cardinals or sorry, they're just underneath uh, the Rams if the Rams lose. So I don't think, if anything, I think maybe the only team out of the Vikings or Bears or the 49ers that has a shot of getting a seven spot is the Vikings. Uh, but I don't think anything is going to change. It's, it's important to note that in week 14, the Colts and the Raiders are going to play each other. And the Raiders win that game, then the division is just up in the air and something's about to go down. Just be careful for that. Yeah, exactly. See right there. So that's why I would say the Raiders are the only team in the uh, hunt right now that could possibly get that seventh uh, spot. Because then not only would they have the win over the Colts, but they would have the tiebreaker as well. So that would just switch kind of spots there. So that's a big one. Now, when it comes to the... AFC wildcard picture. I'm I'm still kind of iffy on the Browns. I think they'll finish 11 and five. Um, Miami. I honestly, I think they should be able to secure a playoff spot, but it's kind of a tough schedule 
other than the Bengals, and you got the Chiefs, then you got the Ra- you got the Raiders, and you also got the Bills. That's three easy losses right there. And Did you just gonna- say it's an easy loss against the Raiders that just got smacked by the Falcons. Hey, the take Raiders rolled before. Take it, take it easy there. Take it easy there. We the also Raiders, play the Pats one more time. The Raiders also beat the uh, Chiefs earlier in the season, just to note. Don't count out the Ravens, okay? They have the easiest, one of the easiest schedules. They got the Cowboys. They got the Browns. The Browns aren't that easy, but they will probably beat them. Then they got the Jaguars. Then they got the Giants. And then they got the Burrowless Bengals. Those are five easy, winnable games right there. They could move to 11 wins. Don't be surprised the Ravens manage to get a playoff spot because I honestly think they pro- they probably will, honestly, I think. I'm not sure because there's so much going in my head right now. I'm trying to think of who are going to be the top three teams, but I definitely think the Ravens will get in. And I think I think it'll be close. I, I think the Browns will probably make it in too, honestly. I think because the way their schedule is, like they should be able to make the playoffs. And then it's going to be between Miami – Indianapolis and Las Vegas for that third spot and honestly I'd probably take Miami coming out of that but I don't know I think it's going to be close when it comes to the NFC right now it's the Rams the Bucks, Cardinals I would probably take those three teams because I think that they're miles better than you know the Vikings or the Bears or the 49ers even though the Rams did lose to the 49ers I do still think because of their record they're still definitely going to get a playoff spot over the 49ers. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I kind of would be surprised, but maybe the Vikings can make a push or maybe the 49ers, but my NFC wildcard picture, I'd probably take the Rams, Bucks, and Cardinals. I'm not sure exactly who I would take first, second, or third, but I I got those three teams. That pretty much uh, sums up this week. Um, for the intermission podcast, you know, week 13 weekly picks. If we could have one sponsor on this podcast, I want it to be Wingstop. Unfortunately, you guys do not have any franchises in Canada, but if you hit me up, maybe we can work something out. But I love Wingstop and I really want Wingstop right now. So if you can please sponsor us, maybe send us a couple hundred wings and some Kit Kats, that would be beautiful. Yes, Thanks yes, for coming yes. On, <laughs> Do you know how many Kit Kats you could buy with a hundred dollars? A hundred Kit Kats. So many. Unless oh you go God. to Costco and then you can get more Kit Kats for a hundred dollars because you buy them in the value pack. But enough about the Kit Kat talk. It's Friday night. We're young, we're wild, and we're on lockdown, so we're staying inside. Really appreciate you all for joining us on the week 13 edition of the intermission. Football Weekly Pick'em Edition Podcast. It's Alex. See you guys soon.